popcorn ready. It's game time, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a team that is known as Stoppers. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Every single play, go take it. Bring that juice. Let's go get it. Come on. Chicago's best Bears coverage. Go Bears. Go Bears. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Hogue. The Bears angst in general. Everybody's like angry about it, I feel like. Just relax. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. This is just how it is. It's a range of emotions. It's a range of feelings and hot takes. Here they are. Fiery, feisty, and frequently ill-tempered. The Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns with you on a Thursday as we have a fun episode for you planned with trade ideas. Good timing in our part, too. Yes, uh, because as we get rolling here, it is looking more and more likely like this Deshaun Watson thing is actually going to happen. Not necessarily with the Bears, of course, but like he's actually probably going to be traded, which when this, I think right here on this podcast, when this idea first came out probably about a month ago, I admittedly completely shut down because I could not imagine that there would be a franchise in the NFL so dysfunctional that they would either be stupid enough to trade him or would actually have to trade him because of their dysfunction. What do you think David Cully is thinking right now? Super excited I got this job, but what the f? <laughs> let's let's just have a like, moment. Yes. yes. Let's have a moment of honesty. When's the first time you heard of David Cully? Um, I knew of him, like but that was like when he was with the Eagles, right? He was with Andy Reid. I didn't for a even long know. Him. Yeah, yeah. I, I I heard of him Tuesday. <laughs> okay, this guy's been in the NFL since like 1993. A long time, long time. Yeah. Well, is there anything more obvious than the Houston Texans couldn't get anyone to take this job? <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he's a deserving candidate. I, I understand that. It, 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 it sounds like reading is the reports he? that like this, this all went down in a day. Like he was great in his interview yesterday, and they called him back and like you're the guy. Oh, and by the way, you know, have you been reading up on this Deshaun Watson stuff? Because yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a mess. Sorry. I mean, I want to kill the Texans for not getting uh, or not hiring Eric Bieniemy. I'm not sure Eric Bieniemy wanted the job. Why would he? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. Deshaun Watson really wants out of there so bad, why would you take that job when you have Patrick Mahomes? Even you're going to get a job next year. Well, I guess is he? I mean, we've been saying that for three years now. It seems like, but um, I like to think eventually he will, and he'll have a pick of his situation. This, this is not why the situation would you pick, you pick? Why would you pick the the you know the Deshaun Watson list Houston Texans? So the news this morning uh, from Adam Schefter, Deshaun Watson officially has requested a trade from the Houston Texans per league sources. He actually did it weeks ago. Their new head coaching hire, David Culley, has not and will not alter Watson's thinking. Deshaun Watson hasn't spoken to the new Texans general manager, Nick Casario, nor executive Jack Easterby. Watson is moving on and waiting to see where his NFL future takes him. This thing's happening. Yes, it's happening. And he controls that future. We said that in our last podcast with Robert Mays. 
he essentially gets to pick the team because he has that no trade clause, does he not? This is like a complicated free agency situation is really what it is. It is it is as much about wooing the quarterback as it is coming up with the right trade compensation. Because at the end of the day, if Deshaun Watson says, and just because this is a Bears podcast, we'll use the Bears as an example. If Deshaun Watson says, I only want to go to Chicago and be with Matt Nagy, that's where I want to go. That's the only team I'm willing to be traded with. And if you do not trade me to Chicago, I am not showing up. I am not your quarterback. That's the card I'm playing. What's the trade compensation even really going to You know what I mean? Like That's where... The Bears gain some leverage. He has so much power that he could actually limit what the Texans get in return when what they should get in return is astronomical. But that's how much power Deshaun Watson has here. So if I'm an interested team, like the Bears, and they will be, your concern is how tough the hardball is from the Houston Texans, is it not? Like, how long do they let this play out? Because there's there's a a timeline here. Like, do they just say, all right, Deshaun, we're going to call your bluff all the way until the season. You're really not going to show up? Prove it. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, is is that your concern if you're the Jets, if you're the Jaguars, if you're the Bears, 49ers, Rams, anybody? Is that your concern? If you're the Colts, is that your concern? If it, are the are the Texans going to play hardball all the way through this? Well, and that would also be that's why the Texans will. I, I don't mean to suggest the Texans aren't going to still get a good trade here, because. Even if that was the case where it came down to one team, and I'm only going to one team, you're still going to be motivated to get that done, like if you're the Bears. One, also, I think on the Texans' side, you're going to want to get those draft picks before this draft in April, right? So that matters, especially because they don't have a first-round pick right now. So if that's what the Texans do and they play that hardball, like, okay, you're not giving us what we want. Watson will only go to this one spot. We're just going to hold on to him until you give us what What we we want. want. You're going to become motivated to give that up because you don't want the situation to tr- change. If you could really get Deshaun Watson, especially if you're in the situation Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are in right now, you're going to give up a, a good amount. And so you bring I, up a good point about the draft. You're going to want something immediately. If you're David yeah. Cully, if you're Nick Casario, if you're Josh McCown, if you're Lovey Smith, how about the staff they're putting together down there? How about it? Um, look at you. You look I mean, bewildered. They're, they're all eligible for the COVID vaccine already. <laughs> 65 and older. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, Lovey's so, not quite 65. No, no, no. Let's see if... Well, it's good to have him back in the NFL. Let's see what happens. He's got I a lot of work to, to do in that what, defense. Yeah, yeah that defense needs a lot of pieces. Um, so let's begin with our trade proposal podcast. Real quick. Okay. Yes. Go. Yes. Big news. We got to share something. So first of all, that's how excited we were about the Watson stuff. We just dove right in to Sean Watson to the Chicago Bears. Lock it up. It's happening. Just kidding. That's a joke, everybody. Hogan Johns here with you. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. And um, I actually have a column up similar to what we discussed earlier this week on why I think the Bears are going to make a big move at quarterback, whether it's Deshaun Watson or somebody else. I think that is happening. 
and there's many reasons to think so. So you can read that at NBCSportsChicago.com. All of Johns' coverage is up on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns, where you can also listen to this podcast ad-free if you would like to do so, uh, and you should be subscribed there. So please go to that link, the uh, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns to subscribe. Uh, what we want to share with you is some exciting news. We're always trying to make this podcast bigger and better, right? So since I work at NBC Sports Chicago, good opportunity. Uh, had some conversations. Next week, this podcast is going to be part of NBC Sports Chicago's outstanding Super Bowl coverage that we have planned. So you guys know from the last few years how much I love going to Radio Row and getting all those interviews. We put some on this podcast. We used to have my WGN radio when I was there. Uh, and I'm quite frankly bummed that I'm not going to the Super Bowl this year, not going to be on Radio Row. So we're bringing Radio Row to us is what we're doing. And we got a, a week long, Monday through Friday next week, of big guests. And what that means, because Hogan Johnson is going to be a part of it, is you can watch our podcast every single day, Monday through Friday. I believe the time is going to be from 3 to 4. Still working out some of these details. I think that's right. We'll clarify that. So you can watch that on the My Teams app. If you get the My Teams app, that's NBC Sports Chicago's app. And then we're going to have guests all week long. If you can't watch live, that's okay because you're going to get five episodes all week long if you just want to be listening to the podcast like you normally do. But major guests all week long, Super Bowl coverage. And then in the evening, you're going to get some of that on a show on NBC Sports Chicago that David Kaplan's going to be a part of. I'm going to be a part of. You're going to be on it, I believe, one of the days at least. I'll be a part of it, yes. Yeah. Um, we're still working all this stuff out, but we wanted to make sure that because this is our last episode before next week, we shared it with you. So big news, big stuff. Get excited. Got to get my dry cleaning done. Got to get oh. a haircut. Oh, crap. I got to do that stuff too. They're going to see us, Adam. I won't be in sweats anymore. I was going to say, when's the last time you went to a dry cleaner? The other day. Oh, really? Oh, so you're already planning for this. Yes, yes. Dropped off uh, about five or six shirts. I got to add one more thing to my list for today. You're literally writing it down. Dry cleaning. Good point. All right. Glad I promoted that because it gave me one more thing to do today. You ready for these trade proposals? Yeah, I want to see what you I'm got. I'm excited about this. Because so I don't know we'll what's coming here. Yes, yes. You ready? You put it on Twitter. Okay. You, I, I guess I could have looked at Twitter to know some of what's it's coming. It's on there. It's on there. It's on my timeline. Um, Let's start with Deshaun Watson. Why not? Let's start with the top because I think he is the, the biggest domino of all the quarterbacks that are out there. And it's going to be a crazy offseason. Is it not? With, with all these guys available, Matthew Stafford. Maybe Sam Darnold, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe Derek Carr, maybe Aaron Rodgers. A lot of dominoes to fall here, but it all starts with Deshaun Watson. So let me just start with this. This is a question from our friend Bobo, Bob Dabrowski. How many first-round picks is too much for Deshaun Watson? Let's just start with that type of conversation. Where are you putting your limit? Because 
I think you need this whatever it takes mentality. But there has to be limits, right? We talk about checks and balances in an organization. Where does where's that line drawn if you're the Bears? Because this is a unique one. Think about it. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy may want to go all in and give a little bit more. But what does Ted Phillips want to do? This is this is interesting because this is a conversation that goes to the president's desk. This why is where did, Ted Phillips. Why? Why? Now you're just making me angry. Why? Yeah, well, why well, is you Ted know Phillips it is, involved you know here? It is, he's always been involved in big moves like this. Now he's, why? Now he's what? not standing away. Well, he's the president of the team. But the money is already on the table. We already know what Deshaun Watson's contract is. Okay, let's, so not turn this money in, conversation. let's not turn this into a Ted Phillips podcast. But no, but I know. know. But what, what does he, he was ha- there. Why does he get any say over the draft capital given up? That's Ryan Pace's department. Yeah. It, like, if you need to go it. to okay. Ted Phillips' desk and be like, this is the money we have to All pay. this is becoming a Ted Phillips. Okay, let me just skip this conversation if we're okay. having a Ted Phillips conversation. Sorry, man. You we trigger all, me. Don't trigger we, me with that name. But we all know he's there. He was there for the Mac deal. He was there for the Trubisky deal. Okay? Yeah. We all know this is the reality. We're not going to argue about whether or not he belongs there because he just, he's going to be there. He's going to give his say. Okay. Uh, but anyway, to answer your question, I think this varies from franchise to franchise. And uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, since I was born in 1986, the uh, Bears have never had a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, Jim McMahon was, was there. I don't remember watching him play, and he tailed off very quickly after I was born. And then, so I don't know, there's Jim Harbaugh, Jim you're Miller. S- don't be skipping over Jake Cutler. And then there, I haven't gotten to Jake Cutler yet. I'm going in chronological order here. Jay Cutler. <sighs> See, I think Jay Cutler is important to bring up. You know why? We talked about this in the last podcast. Is is because that this organization, meaning Ted Phillips, has a stomach for moves like this. But I don't think Jay Cutler should be an example of why you shouldn't do this trade because it didn't work out with him. No, 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 it's not. Because I've it's, seen it's, some no. of that. No, it's it's. Do you know how much better Deshaun Watson is already than Jay Cutler was when the Bears traded for him? It's an example of why the Bears are willing to do such a move. Now, Jay Cutler is... So it's the Cleo Mack trade. Yes, yes, yes. Which is, again, all this anti-Philip sentiment. Whatever it is, it is what it is. All right, so let me give you a, a trade proposal here. This is from Justin Pratt on Twitter. Watson for maybe three first-round picks in Kyle Fuller. Say that one more time. Watson for three first-round picks in Kyle Fuller. Yeah, I would do it. This this gets to, to where I was going on this. This isn't just about making the Bears good in 2021. This is about fixing a problem that has existed for 35 years. And really beyond that, he, this is a trade that you solved this for a decade. So, even if that means making it tougher to win right now with some of the draft capital, I don't, this is what people need to understand. Getting a quarterback as good as Deshaun Watson cancels out the hurdles of the draft capital you're giving up. 
I, I, I talk about this every year. Yes, you build. The best way to build teams is through the draft. Yet there's still a point where everybody overrates draft picks. Yes, first-round picks are important. But, like, we look back on the Khalil Mack trade. Did that really hurt anything? He was still worth two first-round picks. Watson would be worth three. Cutler got two. And if you throw in Kyle Fuller... Okay, that gives you one more need in the offseason, but it also clears up cap space that you need to do if you're making a move like this. So, yes, that's a no-brainer. I'm signing up for that right now. Okay, how about this? Say the Texans play hardball. This is from Robert R. on Twitter. First-round picks this year, 2022, 2023, so that's three first-round picks. Two second-round picks. Not this year, but in 2022 and 2023, plus Kyle Fuller for Watson. See, and that's uh, there's a certain point where the trade gets too much. Well, it's not too much. What I'm saying is, if you're going to do all that, it's going to be like where the where the Raiders had to throw in the second coming back. Like there would there at, at a certain point, if you start talking about that, the Bears would get other picks with Watson. Like, and maybe it's just the third round pick or you know whatever. Um, you would need something else in return. So, so there is a, a point of too much where you need to where you need the Texans to add a little bit more to their side. Yeah, if they want those second. Remember, round picks. Jay Cutler brought back a fifth rounder. That's what I mean. I hate like I, I get that Jay Cutler isn't Deshaun Watson, but it's still a good example to bring up because look, that was a, a young quarterback taken with a higher pick than Deshaun Watson, who was coming off a Pro Bowl Pro Bowl year, who was disgruntled. Not just because he's disgruntled, but because he didn't like Josh McDaniels. <laughs> um, I'd still do the trade, though. Okay. Here, here's something that people kept throwing in. J.J. Watt. Would you take him in return? I, I, would, w- I would say no. I would, but I don't know how. That, What's the point? Well, it's not the point. It's, it's uh, how do you fit them both in with the cap? Right, right. And here's the thing. I look at the cap for, the, for J.J. Watt. The Texans can cut him without any penalty whatsoever. He's got one year left on his deal. They could cut him for complete savings, according and to then the I Because I haven't looked at this yet. Then what would the Bears be on the hook for? <laughs> well, nothing. Well, well, yeah, that, that's the point. Like, Well, his contract. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just... But here's the thing. J.J. Watt's at the point in his career where he's making so much money from all these commercials. Uh, his wife now is a professional athlete in Chicago. Because she plays for the Red Stars, um, you like you said they could cut him. He's close with Deshaun Watson. I wonder if he would accept that trade and then accept a different deal with the Bears. That yeah. would that would lower the cap. And, I still uh, think he's a good football player. He's not great anymore. He's not the defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt. That but he would fit in with this defense. Yeah. As a defensive end, and um, not that the Bears necessarily... Yeah, I mean, you might be able to stomach losing Akeem Hicks then if you had J.J. Watt, too. Next I would do quarterback. it. Okay. Sign me up. Next quarterback. If we're going by dominoes, um, let's go with Matthew Stafford. 
Okay. I want to mention in an article that Stephen Holder, my colleague in Indianapolis from The Athletic, uh, did earlier because the Colts are obviously going to be in the trade market as well. Um, and, and he mentioned the – he did an article looking back at comparables, looking for comparables if the Colts were, were to trade for Matthew Stafford. And one stood out to me. Carson Palmer, 2011. The Bengals sent Palmer to the Raiders for a first and second round pick. So I think that is in terms of, as he mentions here, Palmer was the same age as Stafford when this deal went down. So I think this is a worthy comparable. Maybe the price is a bit higher this year just because of how the game has changed and maybe the the win-now situation that the Colts have created. So um, here's the trade proposal that I have. Let me pull this up for you. It's from Sack Bergman. Oh, hold on, wrong person. A lot of trades to go through here. It's from Dutch. Where is it at? The Dutchman? The Dutchman. Daryl Van Scowen? No, not Daryl. This is oh. from Dutch on Twitter. Okay. Lions get... 2021 second round and third round, 2022 first and fourth. The Bears get Stafford in a 2022 fifth round. Here's where I stand with Matthew Stafford. I don't think he's getting traded to the Bears. I don't even know if the Bears want Matthew Stafford, to be honest with you. And I think trades like that with all those picks going around, I don't think it's something the Bears are willing to entertain to that extent. I think they would entertain it because it goes back to my column and what I talked about earlier this week. They have to make a move at quarterback. They have to. Or everybody's getting fired. So what if they can't get Watson, and this is where the the timeline on how all this plays out will be fascinating because you think the first domino is Watson, but it depends on what the... Pro- it, it, Teams can move on fast from Watson. Well, if, also, if, if they yeah. know, if you're, I don't know, uh, what's an example? Like, I, I, I know the Jets keep coming up with Deshaun Watson, but if Deshaun Watson is leaving partially because the issues that exist in that ownership, have you seen what Woody Johnson's been accused of? He's not going to New York. Maybe the Giants. Yeah. He's and not going to the like, Jets. And here's another thing, too, like... I don't know if all organizations have the stomach to part with that many first-round picks. I, I, I really don't. I, I seriously doubt that. That's why you don't see trades like this often. Like the Bears, they have a stomach for this stuff. Yeah. Jay Cutler, Khalil Mack, Mitch Trubisky. Like, they're willing to get a bit crazy to try to find answers. I don't know if other organizations do. Some organizations, you mentioned overvaluing draft capital. Some GMs just love draft capital. Yeah. How about uh let me give let me look this up right here. Uh how many years has it been since the Rams had a first round pick? Been a bit. Cause they traded everything um to get golf. And that hasn't worked out. So my point is they're still pretty good. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, why is this not coming up? Oh, here it is. Okay, I always forget the Rams were in Cleveland. It freaked me out when I just googled that and it came up as Cleveland Rams draft history. 
okay, their last time the Rams picked in the first round was 2016 when they drafted Jared Goff. So, one, two, three, four years, and I don't think they have a first-round pick this year. So, the reason I bring that up is if the Bears were to trade three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, that would mean five years in a row they would not have a first-round pick. The Rams are in this situation right now without Deshaun Watson, and they're still pretty good. They went to a Super Bowl. Now, they have some things that they you wonder if this is going to catch up to them eventually, but I think it just goes to show you that, yes, draft picks are extremely important. You know what's more important? Having a franchise quarterback. This is the NFL. And if you can get one of the top five quarterbacks in the league who is still 25 years old, you do it. I don't know what that has to do with trading for Matthew Stafford, but... uh. <laughs> How about like now? I, I will say this. I, I was. We'll make this brief because I got some other trades I want to throw at you quickly before we get out of here. Matt Ryan. There was a couple on my timeline for him. I, I think the money complicates that, especially for the Falcons themselves. Yeah, because they got to eat a lot. Yeah, and he's thirty-five years old, and and that's a bit different. I, I didn't see a lot of trades either for. Dak Prescott, your guy. Remember when you had that uh, Cleo Mack for Dak Prescott offer? But I that's think still that's on the table. I think that's basically. Yeah. Oh hell, let's do it. Sign me up. I mean, Dak. Dak would be. I'd I'd rank Dak ahead of Stafford. Yes. I'd go Watson, Dak. Uh, then then probably Stafford. I would the say other- there's not. Yeah, I would say there's not enough buzz about Dak being potentially available and what craziness the Cowboys could have. <laughs> I think I think everybody's us. assuming the Cowboys are going to get that done. I think that's a, a relatively smart um, assumption. But here's the thing. I think this Watson, this Watson thing is going to get noticed, right? I mean, it's going to have every athlete in the NFL thinking about the power that they have, uh, if I'm Dak and I see like Watson have all this power to get what he wants, I'm going to get every last dollar from that rich owner in in Dallas, right? You know, and if they're not going to give it to me, send me to where I want to go. Like this is an NBA type situation. I like it where the players have the power, especially at that position. It's fascinating. It really is. And I think that's why, the, you know, the Aaron Rodgers buzz uh, died since Tuesday, since when we were talking about it. He did his interview on the Pat McAfee show and maybe calmed, calmed the waters a little bit. You don't think that guy wants to be paid what he's worth? He wants to get paid what he's yeah. worth. Mm-hmm. And if the Packers aren't willing to do his contract, he's going to be asking and thinking about what he should be doing. And that could put him back on the market. So I just and there's gonna be a trickle down, whether it's Matt Ryan, whether it's the 49ers going out and getting one of these guys, and then Jimmy Garoppolo's available. I think Garoppolo would be a decent secondary option. I don't love I, it. But if the Bears strike out in on the in the A tier, 
I think Garoppolo's a decent guy in the B tier, if that makes sense. So speaking of those lower-end dominoes, got a lot of trade proposals for your Jimmy G's, your Sam Darnold's, a lot for Derek Carr. Heck, even Marcus Mariota was thrown in there. So let me throw a couple of proposals at you. Sam Darnold, this is from Allen on Twitter. Sam Darnold or Jimmy G for 2021 second-round pick, 2022 fourth-round pick, and, uh, and Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller was thrown into a lot of trade proposals. Apparently, <laughs> people fans just... have had enough. Uh, but it does make sense as a trade piece. Because... I think that's too much for those two guys, by the way. Okay. Like, just talking about range of value. Yeah. Um, I'm not giving up a lot for Sam Darnold. Not whatsoever. I, I, I'm I 50-50 on a second-round pick. I think there's still... Sam Darnold shows enough that he's worth... Mitch Trubisky's better than Sam Darnold. And I don't think Mitch Trubisky's coming back. I don't think Sam Darnold's an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, but I would say that Sam Darnold still has... I'm not sure I agree with you on that, but I... I also think that Sam Darnold has not reached his ceiling in the same way that you know what Trubisky is. I how, don't, I don't how know damaged this. are his goods, though? Like Darnold? Yeah, the Jets are a mess, man. I, I don't know. It's I wouldn't give up too much. I, I In fact, I would even argue that there's higher upside with Darnold than there is with Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. That's fair. Now, that's a different argument, yes. So Now... Grapple is a little bit more proven. Sure, he went to Super Bowl. Um, by the way, Garoppolo is not as bad as he gets made out to be. Correct. You know, quite frankly, he's he's been pretty valuable for where he was drafted in the second round. It's a late second round pick. Um, here's one for you. By the way, I think I think the Patriots should trade for Stafford. Just as a side note. Yeah, I think he might have a bidding war between the Colts there. Derek Carr. You always like Derek Carr. Yeah. This is from Oren German on Twitter. Derek Carr for a first rounder and a third rounder in 2021 and a second in 2022. I think that's too much. That's way too much. Way too much. And I like Derek Carr. I I would... uh, if you. I would put in terms of guys that if you know obviously if you can't get Watson if you can't get Prescott um, probably not going to get Stafford. Once you get in that second tier of guys, I think Derek Carr for me might be a, towards the top of that list. I think I'd rather have Derek Carr than Garoppolo. Um, I definitely How, rather have Derek Carr than Jared Goff. Yes. How about this deal from Preston Ryan, another follower on Twitter. Uh, 2021 second and 2022 third for Derek Carr and a 2022 fourth. Now I think we're talking. Say that again. You said that fast. Second rounder, third rounder, and a fourth rounder next year? No. You're giving the second this year and a second second this year, third okay. next year for okay. Derek Carr and a second and a fourth next year. So two picks for Derek Carr and a later round pick. Okay. Now I think you're talking. Now I think you're on the right track to making something like that come to fruition. Yeah, it still seems high. Still seems high, but 
I would consider it. I mean, it, it's the, the, part of this is how fluid it is, and it's almost like the stock market every day because things are going to change so quickly once some of these quarterbacks start moving. Yeah. And if you're if you're sitting there in March and you don't have one of these guys lined up yet. Then maybe I'm willing, you know, ask me that again in March, I guess is what I'm saying. Like if Watson's off the market, Prescott's off the market, you know, if 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 Derek Carr's the best guy still available, then I would probably trade what you just, that trade proposal, I'd probably do it. Okay. Okay. Here's one more for you. Let me pull this up. And I seem to have... Where'd it go? Third round pick for Jimmy G. I, I think I'd do that. Yeah, um, I would do that. Here's what I wanted to bring up. In 2016, the Eagles sent Sam Bradford to the Vikings for a 2017 first round pick and a fourth round pick in 2018. Again, this is from Stephen Holder's article. I, I just think things like that are worth mentioning because it's Sam Bradford. That's how desperate some of these teams are going to be. True. However, this is where the market saturation matters and the timing matters. That was right before the season started. That was the only guy available, really, and that was only because Teddy Bridgewater got right. hurt. Right. And the Vikings thought they could win the Super Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they overpaid, and they knew they were overpaying when they did it. I think that was a very specific case. I think there's so many guys available here that uh, are potentially available here that if you're not going big for Watson, there there's potentially some value, it, I think, that you can get with some of these guys. Or you lose a quarterback and you, you get desperate. The desperation here is... All right. Next part of this conversation... The Bears are out on Watson. They pass on Stafford. No thank you, Matt Ryan. Ah, Raiders, you could keep Derek Carr. We're thinking about the draft. Matt Nagy likes a guy. Mm-hmm. You ready? Where is it at? By the way, I think this is, and I put this in my columns, is absolutely something people should be talking about. The, the draft is an option. There are potentially five first-round picks in there. And you absolutely can move up, especially if some of these quarterbacks start moving around. That's going to limit the amount of teams that are actually going to be interested in drafting these guys. I know right now it looks like all these guys can go in the top five, but it doesn't always play out that way. The Dolphins get Watson. Well, they're not tra- they're not going to draft a quarterback then. You know what I mean? So Same applies to the Jets. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to keep saying this over the next few months. Things are going to change by the day. So this is from Max on Twitter. A 2021 first, a 2021 second, a 2021 fifth, and a 2022 first to Atlanta or Miami for a selection of Fields or Wilson. Seems like a lot. So is this year's first, next year's first? You're You're moving a lot of capital. Uh, Yeah, but... To move up quite a bit. I'm not even sure that's enough to actually get that trade done. But again, it depends on how many teams are bidding. And I think by late April, the amount of teams bidding could be less. 
depending on how many of these quarterbacks yep, move. Yep. I, I would do that. I, I think right now it depends who it's for. For Wilson, I think I would do that. I need to go back and study more of uh, Justin Fields. I don't like the fact that I've seen so much of Justin Fields over the last couple of years, including in person multiple times, and I still am on the fence about him. Something so, about that doesn't feel right. What I would lean toward is maybe standing pat and taking Mac Jones, who's playing extremely well right now in the Senior Bowl. He's standing out without having Alabama around him. I like the idea of waiting at number 20 for a guy like him. Now, you may have to get aggressive when that pick approaches because maybe other teams are thinking like you, but there's time for that. And I would say that if you have a first-round pick, you're always in striking distance for any quarterback that you want. You just have to be aggressive for it. We saw it with the Texans and the Chiefs in 2017. They started in the 20s. They eventually moved up to 10 and 12 to get their guys. Yeah. So if I'm moving up for anybody, though, and I, from what we've learned from Matt Nagy and what we've learned about Ryan Pace, I think their guy's Trey Lance. Ooh. I like Trey Lance. I wrote about him whatever month that was. He played his one game this year. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, we got to get out of here. We're in a time crunch, actually. But that was fun. I have a feeling that's not going to be the last time we're talking about trade proposals no. over the next few months. Uh, so, in the meantime, though, don't forget, next week, you're getting a ton of Hogan Johns. We're going to have five episodes for you and a lot of good guests. It's Radio Row. We're not going to be on Radio Row. I wish we were. I wish we were going to Tampa. There's a pandemic going on. Uh, so that's not happening. We're going to bring Radio Row to us. We're going to have a lot of good content for you. So check it out. Uh, check our Twitter feeds for more information and how you could potentially be watching it live. We will share all that. We'll share the necessary links. But regardless, you can get the podcast where you always get the podcast to hear all this stuff next week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. You can read me at NBCSportsChicago.com. John's the On The Athletic theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Any final words? No. I'm looking forward to to next week. Um, Follow us on Twitter. All right. Go pick up that dry cleaning. On it. Talk to you next week. See ya. Y'all stay corona free, all right? And God bless.